One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I literally was laying on my bed and I just was, I really had enough. If I could send my sister a text and she gets it across the country in like two seconds, why was I still dealing with like a pad, like sticking out of my underwear to my thigh? You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Alrighty, guys. So welcome back to another episode of Side Hustle Pro. Today in the guest chair, we have Crystal Etienne, the CEO and founder of Pansy Prop. Crystal is a mother, a wife, and a businesswoman. And like many of us, she used to be juggling 50 things at a time. So she's familiar with the struggles of running a business and dealing with daily life, like your menstrual cycle, as well as stress incontinence. And she's also helped her daughter navigate the ups and downs of her first period. But in 2015, Crystal decided that enough was enough. She dared to ask herself, why am I settling for these products that were designed decades ago, are uncomfortable, and fail constantly? Why am I giving my young girls objects that are often riddled with chemicals to insert into their bodies? And why am I stressing over the embarrassment and shame of leaks and stained clothes and sheets? So instead of wondering these things, Crystal decided she wanted to wear white with confidence, have her daughter race in the swim meet, and sit through hours of her long board meetings without worrying. And after years of testing hundreds of prototypes, tweaking designs, and being her own guinea pig, Crystal has finally perfected the exact equation of design, fit, and most importantly, security behind each panty prop, underwear, and swimsuit. 
So today we'll get into how she came up with the concept, how she produces Panty Prop, and the lessons learned in entrepreneurship. Welcome to the guest chair, Crystal. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, I am really excited about this because um, this is actually an idea that nobody knows this, but this is something that I have thought about, like, just (laughs) especially the swim part. Like, yeah, why does this have to be so difficult? I remember taking my first swim lesson and missing like two classes because I didn't want to wear a bulky pad. Can we talk about it? (laughs) Yeah. So why pads? Like what inspired you to come up with Panty Prop and what was your mission? Um, honestly, just really being aggravated. Like most people, I just, you know, that saying when enough is enough, <laughs> it really yep, yep. is. Like that's what it had boiled down to that day for me. Like it was just like literally like enough was enough for me. Um, I had figured to myself, like if I could send my sister a text and she gets it, you know, across the country in like two seconds, why was I still dealing with like a pad, like sticking out of my underwear to my thigh? I literally was laying on my bed and I just was. I just was, I really had enough. And I don't even know why I even think back to it now to this day. And I'm like, why did it even bother me so much that day since I've been dealing with it since I was 11 years old? And just Mm -hmm. that day, I just was really like mad about it. And I said, I'm (laughs) going to do something about it. I don't know why. It was like the craziest thing. So what day was that? And what were you working full time at this time? I was. Um, and I actually just happened to be home that day. I was watching Wendy Williams and laying on my bed and I just <laughs> saw that wing. <laughs> you saw that wing? <laughs> yes. And it was just like, it was just like so ugly. I wouldn't use the word disgusting because it wasn't disgusting. It was just ugly. And I just thought about like, you know, even though my husband doesn't care, it bothered me like as a person that I have to deal with that. And I just didn't understand, like I was 2015 and I didn't understand like why in this day and age, like why I still had to deal with it. So it was just a regular, literally a regular normal day. It's no like fancy story with it. It really was just, I don't know, maybe it was something Wendy Williams said. (laughs) Now, what was your initial career path? So you were working as what at the time? I was a controller. So I was running like a finance department. And then how did you go from okay, I have this idea. I need to get, I need to find a solution for this. What was your first step? Yeah, I um, drew a picture like of, um, like an underwear with a hole. (laughs) I was like, I just want to stick. When I first launched it, it was only just to hide like the pad. So I used to call it like the underwear with the hole. (laughs) (laughs) It had no, um, it had no real tech behind it. Um, And then as I evolved and um, then I started seeing like I can do other things and speaking with people all the time. And that's when I started getting the real tech behind it. Um, I had actually perfected like angling it like perfectly under your body and things like that. So the initial was just a picture of me drawing it. Uh, underwear with a hole. Uh, it really didn't look like an underwear, but because I'm no <laughs> artist, yeah, it was that. And then it was just a matter of me saying, like, I'm gonna actually create it, like for the five people who's probably aggravated like me. Uh, now, you you mentioned that you initially, you know, you tested out. So were you after you drew it? Did you also try to make it yourself? 
No, no, no. I never knew. I never tried to make it myself. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, no, that I never did. I, I, I told you, I was my background is a financial controller, business operations. So I know how to run a business. I said, no, I'm going to get it made from a business. <laughs> yes. There. So what I did was I live in New York. So I just got on the train and I went to the. Um, um, fashion district and I thought it would be easy like to just walk around and you know find like you know you just thought that I just thought there was a bunch of factories it was not so it was a little <laughs> what I thought people just think that they're going to move to New York well I just jumped on the train and yeah. I got out and I, I was like lost for words like for thinking that I could just find someone that day like to do it so um, I just researched and researched and researched, and then I found a few people like to actually make it from my drawing. Okay. Wait, let's talk about the research piece for a second, because in starting to develop this, I know you took some time to get a sense of not only, okay, is this a problem for me, but also what was missing? So did you do any consumer research? What did you discover was missing from the market specifically for Black consumers? Initially, no, I was my own customer. Um, I did everything based around myself, like with PCOS, bleeding heavy, being uncomfortable with mm. that wing. Um, and then I come to realize, like after, obviously after I started the company and now you got to get deep, you know, to actually mm-hmm. really like get into your customer's heads. Um, I started doing research around um, and I had found out that Actually, there is a lot of women just in general and a lot of black women specifically like myself that we just tag it off, tag certain things off, like with our period that is just, oh, I just have a heavy flow. When in reality, we really have something underlining happening. And then we're also uncomfortable like myself at that time. I was uncomfortable with tampons because I have PCOS. So within like a half hour, an hour, I can wear a tampon, but my body rejects it because I'm bleeding extremely heavy. And I didn't even know like when I first had PCOS that I had it. So what I realized is that there's a lot of women, um, a lot of black women too, like myself, that we just ignore a lot of the symptoms that we have. And most people, if you ask someone about a P, uh, you know, a period, they start talking about PMS, cramps and things like that. And we just, we just peg it as like, Normal, but not normal. It's really weird because I, I was one of those people. And then when I did the research, I started seeing that it's, it's a lot of that inserting foreign objects into our body that is actually causing more of the problems. And we just ignore being uncomfortable with it. Interesting. What were, the, what were those next steps now once you discovered who you needed to reach out to to get this product made? Uh, that was doing research as far as like just a regular Google search I started with. Um, and then if you do Google search, there's a lot of things that come up. Um, and then I had found somebody that I stayed day in, day out with a small factory in the city. And I had, I had them make me samples and I actually used like three different places because I wanted to see like which one came out right. And okay. Which one took my vision and did it correctly? But there was one out of the three that I sat all day long, like just waiting for um, him and his team, like his sewers, like to actually make it. That's so interesting because a lot of my guests come on and they're they're working with people in China. Like a lot of times we think of factories and we're like, okay, we got to go to China and get this made. But you were able to find U.S. based factories to make your product. 
Yeah, with my product, it was important to me for it to be correct. Like as far as like the angle, um, as far as not having to worry about it and things like that. You know, everybody's body is completely different. So no one's flow is the same. So I could, there's no company out there. If that's the case, then like Procter & Gamble or Kimberly & Clark would have this mastered already. There's no one out there that has the same flow. So it's just a matter of, you know, test and trial. And I, I just wanted to cover like, people that were like myself and like my daughter. Okay. Um, my daughter was, that's how the swimwear came about because my daughter being a competitive swimmer, I've seen plenty of young people, young girls, you know, nine years old to 11 years old, 12, sitting crying on the sidelines because they couldn't brace their body to actually put a tampon in to go and compete the day of the competition. And it's not like as a mother, we can actually, you know, actually stick a tampon inside of our daughter. We can help them with everything. But that's one thing you have to know how to brace your body yourself in order to put that tampon in. You know, one of the unique things about your product, you have kind of products that go inside of you or, you know, products that you sit on top of your underwear, products that are just free bleeding products that take the place of pads. But then you, you tell us how panty prop works. It actually involves both the product and the underwear. Right. So we built a full solution around like the tech behind ours is a full solution for any type of flow. Um, if you're a light flower, then of course you could just use the product by itself, but there's the majority of people who, um, you know, a lot of our customers, some people wear it with or without protection because you never know you, someone else's flow you don't really even know your own flow you can say i'm a heavy bleeder but you might have you might just flow extremely like water you know and then you're but a lot and then you might have just flow a little but your blood is thicker so it just it just really depends so we took that information and we built a full solution around it like with our double-sided inserts for say someone who's like myself who bleeds extremely heavy i know that i can't go without the product all day long because within like a minute Say if I just wore a tampon or a pad, I'm changing my pad like every hour and a half, which is extreme. So what I did was I built double-sided inserts that go inside of our product for people like myself. And that brings you with the product, with the double-sided insert to bring you all the way up to six tampons worth of coverage all day. So I don't have to carry anything. That was another headache, like carrying it around and then you find it at the bottom of your bag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're really going to get into detail, you guys. So all the fellas listening already um, discovered this. But <laughs> we, yeah, because you really have to break down the science. And I love the fact that you did that because you're right. No flow is the same. And there is a testing period where women are still kind of figuring out what your cycle, you can have one flow, one cycle, and then the next month it's completely different, right? Yeah, there's no set standard of right. what a period is. It's just not like you don't, you could be best friends with somebody for 50 years and you still don't know how her period is. You don't even know your own. So it's just, you just don't know. You, you just don't know. And that's what we did. So what I did was I built that full solution with the product, okay. with all of our products. Um, even just take young girls just without yeah. double-sided inserts. They go to school in the morning time. The last thing they want to do is pull out some tampon or pad and go to the bathroom. So they're embarrassed. So our double-sided inserts, they can put those in and it doesn't even make noise like in the bathroom. Like no one knows in the store like what you're doing. Now, did you develop all of this at inception? Like when you found this factory, like you said, you were working with three and they were no, developing. No, no, it was okay. What was the first product that they developed? The underwear with to hold your pad. And then what happened after you developed that? 
then I realized like, you know what? I said, I don't want to use this crap, <laughs> these pads. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Talk to um, us about that. Just for just like the chemicals that were in them. Okay. Um, just um, the noise, the uncomfortability of it. Like even though the underwear made it comfortable, it still was like that factor of why am I correcting these big, huge corporations issues? So then that's when I started putting the tech behind it, the absorption. That was maybe like about three, I would say like three months into launching. Were you selling these to people at this point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I sold a lot of the ones that when I first launched that didn't have any absorbency at all. That was just to hold your pad. And you'll you would you'll be amazed at how many people just are just mad about that. Like it didn't have yes. absorbency or anything. Like if you look all the way back, like in 2015, 16, like early, early on, it was just it was just a product. Like a lot of our write-ups are around like the product that just holds your pad because we had no absorbency in it in it. And then I started doing tests and working with um um, a saucer where I started creating the absorbency part. Now, who are you selling it to? Before before we get into the absorbency and the, the evol- evolution, how did you market? How did you start to build awareness of Panty Prop? I wish I can answer that question for you. I don't know how those people would find me. <laughs> um, I just put a website up. I did a Wix website. Okay. Um, uh, it was very quick and easy to build. Um, cause Wix is just as simple as that. Like I put a website up and people just started coming. I have, honestly, I, a lot of people ask me that question and I, I cannot answer that question for you. I do not know. I don't even know. So how. you didn't, you didn't tell a friend who told a friend, no. you didn't put up one Instagram post. No. I, I'm in disbelief. No. <laughs> I have no idea. It's really weird, but I don't. But when you, when you put up the website, though, you wanted customers. Did you you have e-commerce functionality with the Wix website? Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, so the website was up through um, through Wix, and um, I set my store up just like everybody else, and was like, okay, here's my sale. It's gonna come. No sale come. I don't know how that first sale came through. Um, I do remember who the first sale was because <laughs> everybody remembers that. Just like you remember your first name, period. Um, but I do not know how they found me. One day I'm going to have to actually probably email that person and ask them how they found me. How did you find me? Yeah. Now, what month was this? What month? How long did it take you? That was in November of 2015. And I wasn't shipping yet. They And they actually purchased it where it said like all your stuff will ship in January, I believe. <laughs> That's amazing. That, they wanted it that much. Yeah. And um, I think in that first month, I probably got a good, maybe say like 50 sales the first month. And how long did it take from development? So November was how many months after you first developed the product? Oh, the website was up while everything was in production. So I only put the website up after I had the samples of the products. Okay. And then I knew it was good to sell. I knew it was good to go. And then I went into production. So you got about 50 sales and... What happens in January? You ship them out and then what? Um, And then I started just evolution of going on the product. That's when I realized, like, as I was going through it with the production and everything, that I wanted to start building on the tech. What made you realize that? Were were customers starting to write you with feedback? No, no, not at all. I just wanted to make it better. You know, you're, you're unique in that a lot of people, when they talk about their products and the changes and the the improvements that they make, they are very customer centric. And 
a lot of this is being a woman, being, you are one of your, you are your customer. So that gives you an advantage in that sense. But there, were there other customer centric advancements or improvements that you made? But the double-sided inserts was one of those. Okay. That, that was definitely around customers and just wanting um, to provide a full solution. I used to feel bad for people and myself. Like there's really not a full solution out there. Everyone is so geared towards like tampons and telling you to like stick a menstrual cup or a tampon. And I just was not one of those people. And I, I knew that there were other people out there like me and they started coming through like with the product, which is where the double-sided insert came. Like who wants to carry a pad all day? Like what if you forgot your pads? It's like a, the most annoying thing. Mm. It's, it's not a good feeling at all. Mm-hmm. What if you're stuck? I, I, used to, I was thinking about like, say like with my career, like say if I was stuck in a meeting <laughs> and I, you know, and I was rushing to work in the morning and I forgot my pads. Every woman... And every girl knows like the feeling of when you, your period comes and you don't have a pad and you got to scrounge around for like that Rite Aid or Walmart or Walgreens. It is, it, it's just a bad feeling at all together. How are you funding all of this at this point? Were you bootstrapping and, and, wh- and how did you decide what was going to be your funding mechanism? Um, I tried in the beginning. I really don't. People say I didn't really try. I did like for a week <laughs> like to try to <laughs> fundraise. <laughs> it took too much time. They wanted me to like hire like a whole staff. And I was like, after like a week, I was like, forget this. Um, and then I just basically focused on my business, to be honest with you. I said, you know what? It was taking too much time of me out of my business. And I just was like, just forget it. Um, and I just bootstrapped. I just really bootstrapped the majority of the time. And then I found um, my first angel investor um, through a conversation. His name is Chuck Pettit. He was my first angel investor. He gave me um, funds um, because my product at that time was selling a lot, but we were always backordered. I've always had a backorder problem because so many people want the product. Um, But when you're bootstrapping, you can't just, you know, go place a big, huge order in a production facility. So what I did was I took his money and I, I pretty much the first year took his money and flipped his money and his, he gave me 25,000. I flipped that into $1.1 million because he gave me that money. Can we have a, a moment of silence for yeah. that one right there? <laughs> <laughs> so that was 1.5 million in revenue. Yes. Yep. And what happened from there? Did you take on more investors? Um, no. Um, I think like a couple of months later, he gave, he found me like two other investors, um, but their money was more of working capital. I never had used it. I always had like what I had received. I always had that more in the bank. Hey guys, it's Michaela here with a quick word from our sponsors. No one ever told me when I started side hustling that I would need to be my own web designer, my own email marketing guru, my own social media manager, you name it. Luckily, I found Skillshare and now I'm able to learn all of these new skills every single day to help me in my business and to keep me on point. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators like me and you. It has over 25,000 classes in subjects like blogging, like social media marketing and advertising, web design, and now even podcasting. That's right. I recently created the How to Start Your Own Podcast course on Skillshare so you can learn all of my secrets, how to get started as a podcaster, plus so much more. And huge thanks to Skillshare for having a special offer just for Side Hustle Pro listeners. 
you can get two months of unlimited access to Skillshare for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. That's Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. One more time, that is Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. I remember when I first turned my side hustle into a business. It was no easy feat. It took a lot of commitment, working before and after work, and even on my lunch break. Bottom line, I always had something to do. So why not make things a little easier? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than having your own little Excel spreadsheet or checking your bank account every minute. FreshBooks lets you create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get paid two times faster with automated online payments. Plus, file expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part? FreshBooks grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn accounting. Try it free for 30 days, no catch, and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle pro and enter side hustle pro in the how did you hear about us section to get started. So can we stop for a second and talk a little bit more about um, so what's an angel investor and what is what do you mean by you use it for working capital? Yeah, so an angel investor who gives you their money um, to invest in your company to get you to the next stump. To, to the next, you know, round of your business, I would say. Most people say most round of funding, but I say most the next round of your business. So his money actually got me to that next round where now I felt comfortable and could take a breather with like um, getting more production and more things. You understand? Right. Um, and what does he get in return? What does the angel investor get in return? Um, they get, uh, um, for my, for my particular um, instance, he, they get a chance, the opportunity to take the money that he gave me in the early days when he took a chance on me because he really could lose his money. He had lost his 25000 which many people do, but he gets a chance now to buy stock later if the company does blow up, which is where we are now. <laughs> All right. And then what about the working capital piece? So the working capital is um, money that you have like just sitting in the bank, which most people don't realize um, for that time of need when you need it. But we were always profitable from day one. So it always just sat there and we were able to make, uh, you know, a few better decisions based on because we knew that we had the sales and we had that money sitting there. So working capital is just capital that you have in a bank that's working for you, I should say. And how do you manage... While all this is going on, how are you managing and juggling your full-time life and full-time job? Because at what at what stage did you leave your job? I was full-time in my business from day one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so let's take a step back. So when did you quit being a controller? Um, that same month. <laughs> <laughs> the same month. The same month you put up your website. Yeah, after I had wrote my after I wrote my patent. Nice. Wait a second, Crystal. You just, you can't just slide that in there. You wrote your patent. You wrote your what? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's break this down. I, I did that before I put the website up. How do you write a patent? And, and what made you know that you needed to write this patent? Um, because I knew that I needed to protect my idea. Um, uh, how do you write a patent? You just write it. <laughs> 
you write it, you research, and you call the patent office and they assist you. They do. They cannot tell you what to write, but they can definitely fix, help you with the formation. And I actually moved to Virginia for almost 30 days, like to just go to the office so to get some help. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had called patent attorneys and they wanted too much. I figured I can take my six, 7,000 that they were asking in retainer and I could use that, utilize that to run my business and to get production. So what did moving to Virginia help you do? To go to that patent office almost every single day to ask my stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I need to figure out a patent to write right now. So your, your product is patent protected. It right now is patent pending. Mm-hmm. It's in like the last stages. Yeah. Cause it takes years. Oh, okay. And you quit your job that same month. Yeah. Now, what what did your husband have to say? And 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 how did you how did you go from being a two income household to one? Um, my husband said, um, "Are you kidding me? You need to go back to work." <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> now I tease him all the time. <laughs> all the time, at least once a month, I tell him. I'd be like, "That idea wasn't so bad, now is it?" <laughs> <laughs> so you knew, you knew that you were building, you were sitting on something great. I love yeah, that. I, know. I was acting like I knew, but I didn't know. <laughs> I was acting like it to him. <laughs> Had you saved at least so, so that you guys could could manage that shift from two incomes to one? Yeah, well, I, I always made a very good, decent six-figure salary, so I always had assets and um, money. That's why I didn't stress so hard when, like, when I originally, like, started trying to raise funds and I didn't get it. So Mm -hmm. it it was, I've always had, I've always saved my money since I was a kid. Now let's go back into the investing piece, because I read that in your first year, you made 300,000 in revenue. And two years later, you flipped that Mm -hmm. into, was it 1.1 or 1.5? It was 1.1. 1.1. Okay. So how do you manage to have profit out of this when, you know, there's a lot of manufacturing going on. And by the way, I'm I'm impressed. I'm saying this Mm -hmm. out of like sheer amazement because I know at this point you have to be paying people to make this and there's overhead in that sense. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that comes from my background. I just know how to run a business. Um, I didn't focus on, you know, nonsense that most people would see as nonsense. Um, What's that? What's nonsense? Um... Like just hiring like a bunch of people that you don't need, like just to say you got them, I would say. There's a whole (laughs) whole lot of things that are nonsense. Um, Let me see what else. Something would be nonsense that I didn't spend money on. Um, Getting a space. Like you can, like most people, when you first start out um, with anything, and this is not just for business, most people are looking for the validation of other people. I've never been that person to look for the validation of other people. So I, I, I just knew that I needed to run my business and I needed to put out a product that people wanted. And that was my only, only concern. And it didn't matter how I got it done. As long as it was right on, you know, on the sales side, I was good. I, I didn't need a lot of stuff. And I also had the also, there's a lot of people that don't know how to run a business. I just happen to know how to run a business and manage one. And that's from your controller experience. Correct. Yeah. And what kind of business were you a controller for? In the automotive. Oh, okay. Now you, you raise an important point, which is that you don't seek validation from others. And I think that's so key because 
nowadays you get a lot of props for starting businesses and that can be easy to get caught up in. Do you find that you shy away from being the face of your brand? And if so, why is that? Um, So for the first two years I did, and I'll tell you why. Um, Only because I wanted it more product focused to make sure I had a product that people wanted. Um, so I did. I absolutely did. I ran it very corporate. <laughs> that's a, that's all I knew, like how to run a business. So I ran it very corporate. Um, I didn't spend and another thing that people waste money on that I didn't spend on. I didn't spend it on branding at all. Like even to this day, we have no branding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I kind of came across you, and I was like, "What? This is amazing!" But wait, wait, I haven't heard of this. <laughs> because that's not true. If you don't have it, it doesn't matter. Like people use branding like to entice people to buy the product, which is which is nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I just didn't like a lot of my competitors. That's what they did. That's how they were winning because they did um, branding. I came up and became, you know right up with the, we should call them like the, I wouldn't even call them the big boys, but let's call them the big boys (laughs) with no branding. So that should tell someone something. So I literally did it without that. Like I did, I just did not care what anyone thought. The only thing was based around getting my product correct and getting it in the hands of the people that needed it. Even if it was just five people like myself. Okay. I wanted to please those five people and myself. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, and when we keep them bottled up, it affects us negatively. I have found that therapy has been a safe space to get things off my chest. I had my daughter last August, and by January, I hit up my therapist like, let's go ahead and set up this monthly session. Therapy has been so helpful for me in setting boundaries, and it just empowers me to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, this is your sign to go ahead and do it and give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HustlePro today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash HustlePro. Speaking of pleasing people though, Crystal, okay, so I, I need to know, when you take on this angel investment though, there are other people whose opinion now kind of matters. Do, do you ever feel pressure from investors to do more of this branding because they know how in demand this product is? They know how much your customers come back for it. So is there pressure from investors to do more? Oh, from investors, yeah. I've, there's plenty of investors that I turned down because I just don't feel like they would be like the right partner. But the angel investors that I had, no, they knew like what I had built and just my personality. And they know that my personality is just from them just meeting me. They know that I, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a person who I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Like I, I'm going to do whatever I can to get it done. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not going to let anything stand in my way. I'm willing to, like, take risks. <laughs> I, I really am. I don't know what, why, but I am. So as far as that goes, but yes, there are a lot of investors. There's a lot that puts a lot of pressure on people. And I think that, I, I just think that that's a, I think it's a bad thing. I, I really do. And do you feel that, with everything that's gone on, you know, you seem like a very strong person, someone who has been laser focused from the get go. But tell us about something that went wrong or just a challenging moment you had where you felt like possibly abandoning panty prop. Oh, I've never felt to aban- abandon it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't felt yet. That's great. And, and probably the day I do, trust me, I won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> like that but I've had things go wrong I've had um one month where a batch of bad um production came in and I found out that because customers started emailing like their underwear were falling apart like the thread was coming out of it not falling apart but like the underwear I'm saying what a customer says it's falling apart (laughs) (laughs) it fell off of me on the street (laughs) I just went into like customer mode for a second but like the threads were like you know coming loose or they were like hanging so that was a bad time that I, I I handled it like I went to the production facility you know the customer don't care about who's producing it it looks bad on the company um so I went to the production um I told my customer support like to get pictures I went to them and I said what you know what the heck is this <laughs> like we need to fix this it's out there um and it's just you know, fixing a problem. Nothing is never, what I've realized and what I know, nothing is ever going to go a hundred percent correct. And you never can please everyone. You might have one person who might say, you know, I hate that color. And then the other one is saying, oh my God, it's so beautiful. (laughs) Like you just can't please everyone. So that's what I've learned. You just got, you can't take it personal. So how do you deal with customers at this phase? Have you hired a full customer service team? Oh, yeah. I've always had a full customer support team. I used to have some like an outside agency. Um, Now we have an in-house customer support agency. Um, We have a lot of trolls that follow us. We have a lot of um, companies that are in the same industry that they go around and write stuff about us because they can't believe that, you know, the company is still around because we've never done any major investment or anything. We really just stuck by what we believed in. And that is our product. I'm sorry. We, you know, in the beginning days, we couldn't give you a, a beautiful box, but we gave you a product that worked. 
the most important was the functionality of the product. And that's what we gave. Amen. Speaking of that, so um, the hiring piece. Now, you you highlighted the fact that you didn't highlight a bunch of people or the wrong people. So how did you approach hiring? Like, who was your first hire and how did you approach scaling from there? Well, I used a lot of, I wouldn't say hire because they weren't employees. I used a lot of smart people as consultants and contractors that I just, I don't know. I just make you do what I want. I'll pay you. (laughs) (laughs) Can you share that secret with us? Okay. How do you make people do what you want? (laughs) You just be a real human being to people and don't put on a facade and you just be yourself. That's what I've always been myself. And it has always worked. When you try to get me to um, be different, it never comes out right. Some, I'm the opposite of other people when it comes to that. It's like some people can put like on a, you know, like on a face and be a certain way. And then they get back in their car and they're like back their self. I'm not like that. I'm the same for everyone. Like how you hear me talking now, how you hear my personality is. I've always been exactly the same. If you was to bring um, Michelle Obama in a room right now, my whole voice and I would still be the same exact way. <laughs> like literally. Yes. The same exact. So um, I'm just... I, I don't know because I, I also know how to say no. And okay. I also know when someone is not good for me. Um, I know what works for me. And I just always find people who I know that um, we get along well. And I mostly get along with everybody. It's, it's very hard for me not to get along with somebody because I don't take anything serious. That's a good, t- that's a good trait to have. So are you using like job boards or, you know, um, just posting the, the... Well, now, no, within like um, a month, I've gone from... Um, all contractors, I would say one employee, which was myself. <laughs> Everybody was, um, I, I had, like I said, I had a lot of people, but they weren't considered employees. So now we have, um, we're up to, I believe, 20 employees, including myself, that are working hard and they treat the company just like it's as their self, um, like it's their own. And I've just been lucky to really like have like really good people around me and good people that I meet and things like that. All right. So before we go into the lightning round, I want to know what is next for Panty Prop? What is coming in 2019 that we all should know about? Oh, 2019 for Panty Prop is going to be a good year. This is going to be the year that I would say we launch. <laughs> we never launched. I know it sounds really weird. You're like, you have this like multi-million dollar company you talk about you're going to launch. Right. <laughs> I know it sounds really weird, but we really are going to launch this year. And we are really going to now give you that, like that, you know, that pretty box that you always wanted. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I love a pretty box. I keep them. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> okay. So now let's hop over to the lightning round. You know, the deal, you just answer the first thing that comes to mind. You ready? Yep. Alrighty. Number one, what is a resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? Um, live chat. <laughs> okay. Number two, who is a Black woman entrepreneur who you admire and why? Okay, so other than Oprah, I would say, um, you said a Black woman, right? Yes. I would say, can't say Oprah. I really, Oprah is like my favorite. I would say Michelle Obama then, honestly. Yeah, and I can tell you why. I think that, um, I think she just carries herself with pure grace. And I think she represents what really like a Black woman is but they think opposite of that, of what we are. But she really carries what a Black woman is, like the way she carries herself. All right. Number three, 
What is one step that someone interested in mission-driven fashion apparel products do today to get started? Um, research. Research is the most important. Are there any particular websites or anything that you would recommend, like industry-specific? Um, no, I would just say really like do your research and not just Google because there's a bunch of people who do blogs. Re when I say research, I mean research everything. Um, ask dumb questions. Play dumb. And you will learn a lot. The problem is a lot of people don't like to like to be dumb. Mm -hmm. But I play dumb a lot. And I learned a lot from playing dumb. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Number four, what is a personal habit other than playing dumb <laughs> that has helped you significantly in your business? Um, paying close attention to what I'm doing and thinking, uh, paying close attention to what I'm doing at that moment, but thinking of it a year ahead of a time. And finally, what is your parting advice for fellow women entrepreneurs who want to be their own boss, but are worried about losing a steady paycheck? That one would be kind of before you want to do it to make sure that you set yourself up so that you can, when you start your business, be full-time in your business. Say that again. And what do you mean by be full-time in your business? Do you want everyone to quit or just be able to devote a certain amount of time? When you're ready to, no, I think you should devote as much time as you can. But before you actually go full blown with it, I think you need to set yourself up as far as monetary everything. Well, you know, in the beginning, you asked me, um, like, how did I just quit? Like, go from that um, to income. Mm -hmm. And it's because I just always save my money. I always, it, it, even not even thinking about a business, just for even putting a business to a side. When I was younger, I always just saved my money. I always just saved to make sure that I was good for two years. Most people do three months. I do two years. So I was good. Because the last thing you want to do is, especially when you're running a business, is worry about money. Exactly. All right, Crystal. So where can people find you and Panty Prop and connect with you and Panty Prop after this episode? Pantyprop.com. And it, for me, find me on Twitter, ATN Crystal, at ATN Crystal. My last name, first name. All right. And I will share those in the show notes, you guys. So there you have it. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at side hustle pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.